Motion Pictures presents Burt Reynolds in Sharky's Machine. If you don't get out now, I'm going to have to call the police. I am the police. Sharky, vice. They were just street cops until they teamed up with Sharky and became Sharky's Machine. Seven ladies. One's got her hooks into Hodgkins, and that's the one the department won't let us touch on. Doesn't that tell you anything? A thousand bucks a night. Is that right? Is that what they get? I want to watch you. Found the clock. Who? Domino with an E. Domino. So waste. You busting hookers? The last casualty they had in Vice was a suicide. <laughs> what the hell are we doing? Well, we're here to arrest sexual acts for money. The man with the smiling eyes. Sharky, vice. Low-life creep. Even if there is one guy squeezing his town, he's too high to reach. Great reputation here. Slave trade. They buy him, kidnap him, then they break him down, drugs, rape, whatever the hell it takes, and then they sell him. Who is that? Kevin, his brother, Albert Spirelli. You're an outcast about to lose that badge of yours. You're a strange guy, Sharky. Yeah, that's what everybody says. You know you got a big communication problem here, Sharky. He wants you dead. Then I am dead. Where is Domino? You should have just brought the girl in. Nobody leans on Sharky's machine. Welcome to the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Mr. Sean Penalber. Hello, everybody. And we're doing the 1981 self-directed movie from Burt Reynolds, Sharky's Machine, starring Burt Reynolds, Charles Durning, Brian Keith, Bernie, not Bernie Sanders. Um, and the rest. And uh, Rachel Ward. It is a, it's a cop drama uh, based on a novel. And this was one of the first movies that uh, Burt Reynolds, he himself, directed. How many did he direct? He only directed a handful. So he directed a movie called Stick in 1985, also based on a novel. There's uh, quite a few similarities between the start and the end of both movies. So this movie, Sharky's Machine, starts with a drug deal gone bad. Mm -hmm. In the 1985 movie Stick, that movie starts with a drug deal gone bad. So there's a lot of similarities between these two movies uh, right off the bat. And that's why drugs need to be regulated. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But really the movie starts off with a man who thinks he's a train and he's walking down the railroad tracks to get to the drug deal. And this is Burt Reynolds. Which it doesn't look like him at all. He's like wearing a fake beard. He's wearing a beard, and that's another thing that with both movies is he starts off with a beard in this movie and in Stick, and he ends up shaving it or getting rid of it. But the one thing you need to know about Burt Reynolds is when he does a drama, no toupee. When he does a comedy, toupee. Oh, interesting. When he does a drama, he smokes. When he does a comedy... No smoke. No smoking. Yeah. Wow. Because in this movie, if he's wearing a toupee, it's not a full toupee like you've seen in some of his latest movies because you can actually see his bald spot yeah, in the back. very short hair. Yeah, very short hair in his bald spot. So I don't think he's wearing a toupee. He's got short hair. You can see the bald spot in the back, which I think looks much better than some of his later movies where he's wearing these expensive fake toupees that look fake. Yeah, he, lo- he looks more like a cop. Like yeah. That. Like he, you, he's got the stress, you know, it's worn him down and everything. I, and I think he did that. I think when he does dramas, he wants to be taken seriously. And I, get, I don't know if a toupee means you're not being taken seriously. Maybe the toupee adds to the comedy. <laughs> Maybe. He walks into this tunnel and uh, there's a guy there. Burt Reynolds is trying to act tough. And this guy is not scared of him at all. This is a shithole, Mary. Well, just wanted to make you feel at home. Freezing to death out here. Look at you. Where did you get those clothes? I rolled a white guy. And let me see the skag, man. Don't try to talk like a nigga. You sound stupid. Will you just back off anxious? Uh, 
First a peek. Diamond bag. Very pretty. It bites, too. Oh, ain't we mean. You should get a grown-up gun like mine, anxious. That is, if you can carry the weight. Oh, not over there. Move to your right. To your right a little bit. Now, just look down and pull the plug. How many times can you step on it? Oh, you can hit this hard. Eight times. Bullshit. He's like, don't be talking like that. He's like, yeah, uh, you talk like a white guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he says, don't try to talk like an N-word. Yeah, you sound stupid. It. Yeah. Yep. And Because uh, he says skag. He goes, where's the skag? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, go over there and look in that pipe. And so he goes and he looks in this pipe in the ground. And he pulls out like, what I think is angel dust? Don't know. Throughout this whole movie? Because like, it, uh, from all the drugs that I have seen in mm. my career... It looks like sugar, and I haven't seen any drugs that ever look like that. It's, it's more like a crystallized powder. He's doing the drug deal, so this other cop comes down and blows his cover. He's, He's like, like, hey, hey, uh, hey, Sharky, Sharky. Hey, do it. And so the drug dealer starts shooting. And I couldn't believe that. Like, literally this cop just driving up. Now, like, you'll, hey, find hey, out hey. Later, you'll find out later why he did that. Yeah, yeah. There is a reason why he did that later. And Burt Reynolds chases this drug dealer through the street. The drug dealer takes this woman as a, as a prisoner, gets as a bus. hostage, and he gets on a bus. And Burt Reynolds runs down this bus. The driver ends up getting shot. I, yeah, I can't believe they're shooting each other on this bus yeah. with all these people in it. All these people oh on there. Oh, my gosh. Such a hazard. Burt Reynolds shoots the bad guy. However, the bad guy is shot two pedestrians. Or two civilians, I should say, not pedestrians. And a bus. And a bus. So this leads Sharky to be demoted to vice. He was on homicide. No, he was on narcotics. Now he's on vice. So he gets all this stuff. He goes down to the the basement, I guess. It's it's like it's a really long tracking shot. It's a nice nice tracking shot. It starts in the office. He runs into the cop that screwed him up. You know, he's smiley. Smiley. Tells him, you know, have a heart attack. And then. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Such a good line, too. Like, he's like, have a heart attack. He goes, what? Can I do anything? He's like, have a heart attack. Have a heart attack. (laughs) So he walks downstairs to Vice. And it's such a, it's like, you can't believe that these two offices are in the same building. Because he's in narcotics, which. Like a nice little office. Nice little office, nice little floor. He walks. And I guess that's symbolic. He's walking down to Vice. And it's just a it's just a shithole. It's like the seven layers of hell. Yeah. And he's going to the third one. And he's going to whatever layer that is. <laughs> he goes to it. At this point, I was like, why didn't Smiley also get demoted <laughs> for doing such a stupid thing? He he didn't kill or shoot anybody, I guess. He yeah. didn't get he didn't get any civilian shot. But well, he, he unintentionally did. Yeah. By driving in to be like, hey, Sharky. <laughs> but we, we find out We find why. out later. So we get down there, and it's Charles Durning. Bernie Casey. That's the, that's the actor's name. Charles, it's Charles Durning, Bernie Casey, and Brian David. Brian Keith. Brian Keith. Jesus. And these are all older cops. When you fuck up, you go to Vice. That's your punishment. So all these guys are, are down there for reasons. Charles Except Durning. Except the lead dude, the guy who's in charge, because he just has two more years to retirement. Yes. And so he's like just down there. That's so Charles Durning. Up. It's just like, I just, he, he, he just, I don't want to be noticed. Yeah. I just want to be down here. I got two years and I retire with my pension. And Charles Durning, the head guy, uh, he had a lot of great lines in this movie. So Sharky's first assignment is so there's a guy this is set in Georgia and there's and there's a guy running for governor they are there to make sure that there's no prostitution going on during his speech and there's a a great little scene where one of the cops tells Burt Reynolds it's just like we also have to make sure that all the cab drivers have their caps on that's the law and Burt Reynolds goes are you shitting me and he goes nope no shit sir <laughs> <laughs> and i i think that's just an insight of all the 
big crap going on around you, but we're just focusing on cab drivers not having their hats. Tiny little details, yeah. yeah. And the guy running for governor, he's your he's your typical. You a vote for me is a is a vote for schools. A vote for me is a is a vote for a raise in income. He's the standard standard politician. Yeah, he does it quite well. And you know he's a scumbag. And you know he's a scumbag. And it comes out later how scummy the scumbag is. While all this is happening, we're cutting away to a blind Oriental prostitute. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Who is preparing? I guess angel, angel dust. What looks like angel dust. Yeah. I, for. I, I, I don't know. I'm for what we find out, an undercover policeman. So he he smokes the angel dust. He lies in bed with her, and then this guy, the main, the machine, the antagonist of this movie, comes in and just puts a gun next to his chest and just blows a giant hole in his chest. Yeah, and then he kills the Oriental hooker off screen. Why was that scene there? I guess to establish the underground ring that was going on and to also introduce the machine. The machine. They bring it back throughout the, the movie, but I just, it just seemed really disjointed to me. Yeah, I agree. It kind of came out of nowhere. Because it's, there's like a throwaway line, the cop who gets his chest blown out, one of them say, uh, so-and-so was on to something. So I guess he was using these prostitutes to get to who's behind them. And we'll find out who that all that is later. And then I guess if I had to analyze symbolically, I guess the blind uh, hooker is so that like you can't you you don't see the machine yet, and so like she's blind as so the audience is also blind right now at least. Right. Sharky arrests the prostitute and he takes her back to Vice, and he books her, and then while he's booking her she sees this pimp and she's like oh we get put in jail but he gets to walk free because you know he's protected by the man he's protected by you know he's protected by you he's protected by the cops he's so she just goes off and this guy looks at her and then she realizes she's fucked up yeah and she's like and his name is percy she's all percy i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm I'm sorry, sorry and everybody sees that in, in the middle of the entire police uh, room. And it's like, you would think that, like, something like that wouldn't happen in, the, in front of all of these police. Because then Sharky, like, turns and he's like, who was that? And the other cop's like, that's one of the biggest pips in the, yeah. in the county. So this is a little scene that I like. They took his black book or his address book and, and they have his wallet. I guess they were going to book him. I don't know. They, they have his wallet and Charles Sterling's like, he's got $700 on his wallet. $700. I got $11 on me right now. Yeah. This guy has $700. And that's a, that's a running gag with Charles Jerning's character through this. It's always about how crime pays and yeah. he doesn't have anything. So they they go through and they find out all these number all these names and all these names have seven letters. Seven letters, yeah. And they figure it out that they're all phone numbers. And Sharky's like, "I want to get seven wiretaps for these numbers." And it's just that would cost me $150 or, it does, or $700. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like that would be hard to do in Vice to get seven wiretaps. Well, you've arrested a pimp that has names. Anyway, they're able to get the wiretaps except for one, Domino. So they realize that Domino must be special. Somebody's protecting Domino in the precinct. And so then the next hour of this movie becomes watching Domino. Okay, I, and I will, I'll agree with you on that. I remember the movie being a lot more exciting. So what happens is Burt Reynolds, he knows a guy that is good with electronics. So they bug Domino's apartment without letting any, only the vice people know. Mm-hmm. So they go outside of the police. Of the law. Of the law to bug the apartment of Domino's. And yes, and Burt Reynolds is now doing 24-7 surveillance on Domino's apartment. apartment. And yes, we spend an exorbitant amount of time just watching Burt Reynolds watch Domino. I do not remember it, because the movie's almost two hours long. Yeah. I do. This could have been a montage. Yeah. 
This could have been. But no, a, it's like forty-five minutes. It's of, it's a solid. It's a solid thirty to forty minutes of just Burt Reynolds watching her, finding out she's playing tennis, and they're bantering. Now that now they her. sprinkle in. It could have been a montage, and they could have left the banter in because it comes out that the older the older cops are slightly racist. I can't remember exactly what he says, but yeah, he says yeah. something that you're just like, oh, I can't believe you just said that. They're slightly racist. However, they I, well maybe I don't know if they're racist because they're working side by side with a black man. I th- it's just the way that they. They they refer to the Asian community. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what. Yeah, the chief says, but he he definitely said something that I was like, uh. The chief said, yeah, the chief said, do you think that's the guy who blew away that chink hook? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that. And I think that's just the way they talk. It's it's a thing of the times. It's a thing of the times. Now they never say they never say the n word. The only time the n word is used in this movie, it's by black people. In the very beginning. In the very beginning. But the banter, the banter between Burt and his fellow actors are great. The one thing I like about Burt Reynolds' directing is the conversations are very, very casual. It sounds like they're having actual conversation. It doesn't sound like they're acting. He lets them, they'll cut each other lines off, or if they sort of flub a line, they'll, he'll keep it in there, just like a regular conversation. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That is a good point. I do enjoy that. This surveillance, it's, uh, Domino is a high-class hooker, $1,000 a night. Yeah, lives in a suite. Lives in a sweet apartment. And Burt Reynolds slowly falls in love with her through the observation. And they find out the reason that they didn't want to have her apartment bugged is she is having an affair with the governor. The governor is married with five kids. And they're like, okay, great. Uh, you know, we've, we've got the governor. But but they say, like, yeah, um, they need more. It's like, well, the governor's having an affair. For Christ's sake, they can see that on the news every night. So they, Yeah. He, the, we see the corruption every day. That's nothing. That's nothing. And this it was a, I, this was one of the first rated R movies that I saw. And there's a scene. So the governor has bought Domino a house. And that's her dream. Apparently $1,000 a pop, she can't buy her own house. <laughs> and I think this apartment is being paid for by him. Probably. Or by... by Something. By Victor. We'll talk about Victor later. So he comes in, and she's crying about the house. And while she's doing this, he unbuttons her pants, takes her pants down. Just and, starts munching away? And starts munching away. And all the cops are like, he's got his head in her crotch. And she's... <laughs> Which is something you wouldn't expect in a Burt Reynolds movie. <laughs> I don't know. That's Burt Reynolds. That's Burt Reynolds. Old... Burt Reynolds doing it, thinking with his dingling. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed when they're bugging the apartment, uh, and then like they hear her coming up the stairs, and they're like, "She's coming," and then they pretend that they're fixing the elevator, and he just like smiles right at her, like, "Your cover's blown right there." Yeah. Like, if she ever sees you again, she's gonna be like. Hey, you're that mechanic that was fixing my <laughs> elevator. But there was a funny line. Burt Reynolds is in the room with the guy who's bugging it. Richard, Lamberg- Richard Lambertini, known for Fletch, the Fletch's boss. That's where I know him from most. He's like, you know, Sharky, get out of there. She's, she's in the elevator. And, and then his partner's like, she's in the elevator. What happened to? She's walking into the building. She's coming up the stairs. She's walking down the street. You have a problem with communication, Sharky. And he had some good lines. He did have some good lines. We also, so while this is happening, we get a phone call from an Italian man. And so we don't know who that is right now. So an angry Italian man calls Domino while the governor is there. We find out later that this guy is Victor. And I guess Victor is the king crime lord, the king pimp. Or something, yeah. He's in charge of everything. So what happens... He's behind the governor. He wants the governor to get elected because he wants his man in office. He's afraid that this affair with Domino is going to come out. So Victor is a real scumbag. So he's going to have Domino killed. However, he goes and he has sex with her one last time before he has her killed. Mm -hmm. 
And while and and Sharky is watching all of this, <laughs> and just falling in love even more. He's like, yeah, uh, I love this. I have to watch it all. So it got a little muddled there. It's like, who is this guy? And I guess Victor is just the head crime guy, and he's just the head pimp guy. And Domino, and he says, "God damn." He he says later, and he goes, "Domino was the best. I met her when she was 15." Uh, so, uh, so he he was grooming her. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So he hires the machine. He he hires the machine, and the machine. There's a nice little shot of the machine and Burt Reynolds. They're both in the same building, looking in Domino's apartment. So there's a nice little shot of you see the machine, and then you pan over and you see Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. They're like a couple of rooms apart. The machine's like snorting cocaine and looking through a. Sniper, a sniper uh, scope, and he goes up to the door, and I thought this was really well shot. He he rings the doorbell and he watches the bottom of the door, and then the moment he sees the shadow, he steps in front of the door and just yells and just blows a giant hole through the door. Yeah, with a sawed-off shotgun. With a shot-off shot, a shot up, a sawed-off shotgun. We see this. Okay, was that? We see this gruesome picture of this woman who no longer has a face. Was that a dummy or was that an actress with prosthetics on her face? That's a great question because... I couldn't tell. Uh, I've never seen so much gore in a Burt Reynolds film. You know right. What I, mean? I was like, man, am I watching uh, Death Wish here? <laughs> That's right. It's a gruesome scene. But yeah, he killed the fuck out of yeah. that, that, that girl. And uh, who we thought was Domino. We think it's... Up to this point, we think it's Domino. And Burt Reynolds is so he runs over, and him and the machine, they they sort of miss each other. And the machine gets out of the building, and Burt Reynolds sees the body, and then he gets his whole team there, and they're going over. It's a you know it was a shotgun, and then once again Charles Durning has a great scene. He's like, wait a minute, I see the coroner's here and Vice is here. Where's homicide? <laughs> Yeah. And his voice, well, he, he gets so mad that his voice. And, well, and first of all, he starts off with, once again, this place is beautiful. It, so once <laughs> yeah. again, he's mesmerized by what working outside of the law can get you. You look at this apartment? By the fingers, see? That's yeah, yeah. gorgeous. We're on the wrong side. That's it, right? Yeah, Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I see me. I see forensics. I see vice. Where the hell is homicide? Uh, we didn't call him. You didn't? No, we, we want to do it. Do what? Handle it. Handle it? You'll handle yourselves right off the force. The rule is, homicide gets notified. Before anybody takes a breath or goes to the goddamn toilet, homicide gets notified. Where's the body? Ward. Heinrich, what's her name? Jane Doe. Oh, Jane Doe. Oh, that's original. God. Damn it! How'd you get her down there? Ambulance. Probably a sawed-off shotgun, about three inches under legal, I should think. Looks like a cannon. Mm-hmm. Probably double out, you think? Maybe. He shoots her, and he walks away nice and quiet. We got the whole thing on tape. This guy's very cool. Aren't you crazy? Are you in on this? She was ours, Frisco. Somebody blew her up. You know how far over your head you are? No, how far? Well, they'll nail your asses to the wall. Mine too, and I got two years to retire. You keep telling me that. <laughs> I'm calling homicide. Oh, bullshit. They'll bury it. You know that, Frisco. No, oh, shut no, up, Frisco. No, no, they'll lose it, Frisco. Well, what can we do? I mean, we can't go after Hodgkins. All you got is a tape. You look at that hole? Christ. I love the fact that he's mesmerized by it, but he never goes for it. He's He's... He's two years away from retirement. He's two, ways, he's two years away from retirement. But he's like, why the hell is homicide? And his voice starts cracking, and they're like, we want to handle this. God damn it! He goes, <laughs> uh, but then, I don't know how soon it is after that, ninjas show up. Ninjas! So they go to the room where the machine was... Doing cocaine and Doing cocaine. Her. And they find a pill on the ground, and it's... PCP or something. No, it's a pain. Valium. It's a painkiller. Yeah. It's a painkiller. Uh, Bert and Bernie Casey, they go to this drug dealer's place, and they want to find out. It's like, what's this? And 
And and Ber- and that's a nice scene between Bernie and the drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's very natural. It's like, come on, man. It's like, when you come down to the station, who takes care of you? I take care of you. Like, yeah. So they're trying to find out who bought that. And they so if we find out who bought this, we find the killer. At first, Bernie starts hanging this guy over a balcony. I, I didn't know they were that close. They were like really close to the ground. I thought, oh, they're, he's like, they're like five stories up. But they're not. He just flips them over into some garbage. And then while Bernie is interrogating him again, he sees the, he sees the machine. And the machine scares him. So he pushes Bernie down. He runs away. And that's when the ninjas show up. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, up until this point, no ninjas. And these ninjas come out of nowhere. They kick the shit out of him. They beat him to death. Yeah. They beat him to death. Nunchucks and everything. Once again, just comes out of nowhere. And they run up to him and they're like, well, shit. So the next day, <laughs> they're all lined up and they find out who the machine is. Because they find a fingerprint. Yeah. And Bernie Casey goes, <laughs> goes look, they just kung fu this guy to death. <laughs> so Burt Reynolds goes back to Domino's apartment. To look for like clues and stuff. And then Domino walks in. It's set up kind of clever because obviously there's a huge shotgun hole in her door, which has been covered up. Well, the door is open and she's walking in with groceries and blocking her face. So that was a clever way of getting her past the door and the gore mm-hmm. into the kitchen. So you think she it's just Tiffany walking in. You th- but then you find out it was Tiffany who got shot. Right. So Burt Reynolds is standing there. And she is not phased at all yeah. that a stranger is in her. And I guess she thinks that it's Tiffany's boyfriend or whatever. Or something, yeah. She's like... <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. And Burt Reynolds has zero reaction to Domino. And I guess maybe it's shock. I don't know what it would be. But he has zero reaction that Domino is back, is alive. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even... I I, I have bad... You're, your friend Tiffany is dead. It's like, he, he doesn't even do that. It's, it's very chill. Yeah. Cause like, he's like, your friend Tiffany's dead. And she's like, what? And he's like, look, uh, look behind you. And then she sees like the blood spattered photos and she says some like quip. She says like, you couldn't even take it off the goddamn wall. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, Oh, and she's like, Oh, who are you? You shouldn't be here. And he's like, I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, well, okay. Uh, and she doesn't even freak out. I mean, like she's doing, she all doesn't ask for a badge. He doesn't, it's just, it's, a, it's an odd, odd scene. And while this is happening, we get a call from Burt Reynolds. And by the way, it's called Sharky's Machine because he has recruited all these people. It's Sharky's Machine. The guy who bugged Domino's place, we get a call from him. And he's like, all the tapes are gone. Somebody's stolen the tapes. So all, all the surveillance tapes are gone. And he's like, what do you mean the tapes are gone? He's like, I'm telling you, the tapes are gone. So now we know that there's something going on inside the precinct. And you see the machine about to get ready to... Right. So you see the machine. It's really weird. It's called Sharky's Machine, but the guy who... The assassin is called the machine. It's a very nice shot where you see the guy. He's nervous. And in the background, you see the machine coming up the elevator. We find out later that this guy, Burt Reynolds' friend, has been liquidated by the machine. So now Burt Reynolds is like, we got to get you out of here because they're going to come back. Once they find out that you're alive, they're going to come back and kill you. So Burt Reynolds takes him, takes Domino to his childhood home where one of the most awkward scenes ever. (laughs) He's suddenly a carpenter now? Well, he's like, this is my childhood home. Uh, I come here and fix it up. Okay, so this man, Victor, who just killed, he wants you dead who killed Tiffany. What's his last name so I can get him? She won't tell him. It's just so frustrating, this scene. Well, first of all, Burt Reynolds has fallen in love with her, and he has all these pictures of Domino on his wall, which he forgot to take down. Oh, and she's so pissed about that, too. She's like, why are all my photos up here? (laughs) She takes a shower, and she's like, I want a nap. And he's like, you want a shower? You want a nap? And he's just shaking her. And... And then she goes, oh, so did you watch us doing it? And that sets him off. He's like, get off of that. And so this was a, I thought this was a nicely, even though it was odd, it was a nicely acted scene. It was like, you like pushing people around sometimes, sometimes. And, but so it's just, it comes out of nowhere. It's like this man, Victor, is trying to kill her. And I, 
And maybe it's because of loyalty or maybe it's because she's pissed that he was spying on her. She won't give him his name. And he starts slapping her around. So they yell at each other. They're slapping him around. The next scene, she is lovingly talking to him while he's carving a rose into the wall. Yeah. He's like covering it in the wall and he won't show her. He's like leaning in front of it. And so she looks to the other side symmetrically and sees that there's a rose on the other side. And she's like, oh, it's a rose. And then she starts like putting her feet through the sawdust, which you're going to get splinters doing that. There's a school next door. He says a line which isn't supposed to be creepy but comes across as creepy. He's like, yeah, whenever I start working, I see those kids playing and I just have to stop and watch them. (laughs) I got to watch those kids play all day. Oh, Sharky. I know it's supposed to be an innocent line, but it's, it, no. Watching kids while he plays with his wood. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) So the night before, she's screaming at him, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Now they're having sex. They just, uh, he takes her to his bed. Bam. That's it. Done and done. Done and done. Now he finds Victor. Victor's in a restaurant, and he's surrounded by his hoers. And at this point, he thinks that Domino is dead. Domino was the key. Domino can expose everybody. And we missed a scene where the, the governor was just like, you didn't have to kill her. She wouldn't have turned on me. And Victor's like, look, you're either with me or without me. I'll let you out right here. So even though this guy thought he was in love with Domino, he's not going to turn down the chance to be a governor. He's not going to turn down that power. Mm-hmm. So he stays. So even though he knows this man killed the woman he loved, he stayed with him. And Sharky confronts Victor in this restaurant, and Victor just goes off, and they they're doing you know tete a tat. And this is a stupid move. And I don't know if it was because he thought you know he just finally got to him, but Sharky go to the man who's trying to kill Domino. She's alive. Yeah. Why would you tell him that? Yeah. Right. You might as well just been like she's at my old house. Yeah. Why would you tell him that? You have her. He thinks she's dead. Now, even though Tiffany's dead, this is the best possible outcome for you. Yeah. He thinks she's dead. You have her in protective custody. Nobody else knows she's alive. And you go and you tell the man who's trying to kill her that she's still alive. Yeah. Idiot move. Idiot move. And I think... It, That's why you're in vice. Shrugies. Yes. <laughs> Now, before, while this or before this, or while, uh, there's a scene between Charles Durning and a guy at the police station. And the guy at the police station, and this is like, this is like so cliche. He's like, there's a leak, and I know who the leak is. You just get Sharky down here. Who's the leak? I'm not going to tell you who the leak is, but there's a leak in the police station. Tell me who the leak is. I'm not going to tell you who the leak is, but there's a leak in the police station. Yeah. And so this guy, they... Charles Durning and this cop have this, uh, this argument, and he walks in the middle of the street. The machine tells the ninjas to run him down in a car. <laughs> it gives them a little head nod. Yeah. And then they just run him down. And that's the last we see of Charles Durning. That's the last of him in this movie, which I was disappointed in. I really liked his character. I like what he brought to the movie. Sharky gets a phone call. No, no. Then Sharky goes to his friend's house, the guy who bugged the place. He goes to his house, and he gets attacked by the ninjas. Mm-hmm. And he puts up a pretty good fight. But against ninjas, yeah. Definitely. Against ninjas. But he gets knocked out. The ninjas knock him out. And he wakes up on a boat. And who's there on the boat? It's Smiley! Smiley, the crooked cop. So Smiley has been the one who's been feeding Victor this information and has been, uh, Smiley's the one who's taken the tapes. Smiley is the one who let uh, Victor know where Burt Reynolds was. So Smiley is the leak. What and a shitbag. So that's why, I guess that's why Smiley messed up the deal in the beginning. Yeah. I still don't understand why that is. is he, I don't know if he's trying to get Burt Reynolds fired or he's trying to get him demoted, but I don't know if he intentionally tried to get him fired at the beginning by fucking up or he's just a, a fuck up who happens to be the mole in the, in the precinct. That is a great question because, I mean, like, none of this would have been incentivized yet. For him to even if, make that if he didn't if he didn't fuck up that deal, Burt Reynolds yeah. Burt Reynolds would still be in narcotics. None of this would have come around. Exactly. So he's on this boat with Smiley and the two ninjas. They don't know where the girl's at. They want to know where the girl's at. Every time you, I ask you a question and you don't answer me, he's going to cut off a 
portion of your fingers. So he asks him, he asks him a question and he doesn't answer and he cuts off, the ninja cuts off a finger. Yeah. And he starts crying and Sharky starts crying and he cuts off another finger and Sharky starts crying and Smiley, and this is just cliche as well. It's just like, uh, you know what, you guys, you go up, you know, go up top. I want to have a word with Sharky. Like okay, so you send a, you send your personal protection, the two ninjas. Yep. You send him out of the room because, I, because Sharky's crying. And yeah. He's not saying anything. Well, they think because they've cut off two of his two of his fingers, and he looks like he's in rough shape. And I thought this was some pretty good acting by by Burt Reynolds. His face is just covered in sweat, and he's I don't know I don't know where she's at. And he goes for his hidden gun that he has in his sock. And I and I like Smiley. He's like, it's not there. Yeah. Do you really think? Do you yeah. really think I'm that stupid? Yeah. I, I we check you from top to bottom. We know we know you got nothing on you. I like that part. Yeah, the realism of that. And so I was like, oh man, how is he going to get out of this now? He just flips the table up. Yeah, shoves him against the wall, steals his gun, and shoots nails him, him twice in the stomach. And then the ninjas come in. He, I would have liked to. Uh, Smiley is only in this movie for a short period of time, but he's such a scumbag character. I would like to have seen his death. Maybe be a little more elaborate. Drag maybe take maybe more. taking a little more time. Yeah. yeah. One of the ninjas comes down and he just shoots him. He just shoots him straight on. And he's just like, and the ninja won't go down. And he's just like, fuck. Runs out of bullets. He I'm runs out of bullets, and then the ninja, the ninja finally falls down, and uh, he, uh, he a spear a, gun, the, yeah, a harpoon, a harpoon. A harpoon. And he goes hunting for the next, the last ninja. So he's cut off. He has two of his fingers, and he wraps. He wraps something around his his hand. I'll, I'll give the continuity of this. It's like while he's searching the boat, you can just see the bandage just getting soaked deeper mm-hmm. and deeper with blood. Nice continuity because if you get, to, I guess you get two fingers cut off, it, it's gonna bleed like bleed like hell. I hope I never find out. And he finds the other ninja and he shoots him with the with the harpoon gun. And he just and he just stands there. It falls in the ocean. Well, he stands there and. He's looking at Burt Reynolds, and he sort of gives him a nod, like, okay, you can kick me. You did it. You did it, and he kicks him off. And then we go to the governor giving a speech, and then the governor sees Domino. Out in the crowd. Out in the crowd. and He starts freaking out. He holds it together. He holds it together for a little bit, but then, as he sees her more, he starts he starts freaking out. And this is where a, a vote for me is a vote for schools, and a vote for me is a to vote for good government. <laughs> and, and then he sees Sharky too. Yeah. And then that's when he's just like, I gotta get out of here. They arrest him and we find out that Victor and the machine are brothers. Mm-hmm. And he hires him, you know, whenever he needs something to take care of, he hires his baby brother. And we see a scene where Victor's sending him away. He's like, I need you to get out of here. And uh, the machine sort of, he sort of loses it. He's like, you know, I, you're not going to send for me. I'm going to stay with you. And Victor's like, I'm not. No, you're not staying with me. And it's sort of a psychotic, touching scene where the machine just yells at his brother. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. And the brother does not, Victor does not give a shit. Yeah. He starts walking away and the machine shoots Victor in the back. And this was another. You want to see Sharky. Now, you want to see Sharky get Victor. Or you want to see yeah. somebody else. You, you don't want to see the bad guy shoot the other bad guy. It's too redeeming. Build it up. It's going to be Sharky and Victor. Because Sharky and the machine, actually the machine has had no, had no connection with Sharky or any of his gang. Sharky had that connection with Victor when he sits down and they go toe-to-toe. And, you know, and he knows Victor's the one that hired these guys to cut off his fingers. So you want to see Burt Reynolds go after him. And to see his brother shoot him in the back, kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. I guess that adds on to what we're about to see yeah. coming up to make that more special, I guess. Yeah. Because he steals, he steals his kill. Right. Okay. You know what? I'm going to take back everything I just said because of what you just said and what we're going to say. I will not, not take it back, but... It's sort of redeemed. So they find out where Victor lives. They go to his apartment and they see that Victor is dead. And Sharky just starts wailing on this dead body. <laughs> and they're like, Sharky's dead. And he's this guy, God damn it, stop it. Shagging, fragging, And then he's like, spread out. 
And we're going to have to go back. To explain a scene that just happens here, we're going to have to go back and, and explain another scene. So they go out, and they're trying to find the machine. And uh, Poppy, the older cop, the machine kills him. They're telling him to watch the door. They're like, Poppy, just watch the door. And, of course, the machine goes through the door. So then there's Bernie Casey, and he's, he's standing there. The machine is bleeding because he's been, he's been shot. I guess Poppy shot him, so he's been shot. So there's money all over the floor, and Bernie Casey bends down, and he picks up this money, and then the machine comes up behind him. And shoots him, and then Ber- so Bernie and the machine just turn to each other, and they're just like, ah! Bang, ah! Bang, 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 they're just bang, yelling, bang, bang. ah! And they're just shooting each other. They yeah. they unload all their guns, and Bernie is dying. I don't know if he's died, but he's he's shot he's, up pretty bad. He's dying. Yeah. And the mach- and the machine puts a gun to his head and just yells and yells and yells and doesn't pull the trigger. Now we have to go back. Do you remember the story that he told Burt Reynolds? Bernie? Yeah. Uh-uh. So he's telling Burt Reynolds, during the stakeout, he's telling Burt Reynolds a story about how he went to this domestic violence. You know, he got a call for domestic violence. And this guy comes out, and he's got a gun. And he points at him, and he's like, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die here. One time when I was uh, riding cruiser before I got into vice, yeah. I got a call that there was a domestic squabble. I was by myself in the cruiser that day. Had no partner. <clears throat> so I went to this very uh, depressed part of town. And I had to go around the back of this house and up these steps. And I knocked on the door, and this lady opened the door, hysterical, crying, and she was bleeding. Like, I guess the guy had hit her or smacked her or something. And so I stepped inside, and then this guy just stepped out of Shit, the closet to someplace. I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. And he had a three five seven in his hand. And he was ranting and raving, man. I thought he was gonna kill me. I thought, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it right here. What'd you do? Well, I looked down the barrel of that gun. I thought, oh shit. So I just, I had to cease to exist. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't there. I pulled my antenna in, and I just uh, minimized my force field. Mm-hmm. I disappeared. You disappeared? Yeah, I wasn't there. I, I gave him nothing. He felt nothing from me. No hostility, no animosity. Prayed that he could hear my heart beating, though. And walked into the other room. She was standing there looking. I turned and walked towards the door, and she was still looking at the spot I was standing in. You were gone? Yeah, but see, I didn't exist there. Right. So she was, I said, ma'am, and she was startled. She looked at she said, oh, yeah. I said, he'll be all right. Go on, you know, tell me a lot or something. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Me neither. And he goes, so what I did was, I ceased to be. I pulled in my oh, antenna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He I goes, I ceased to be. I pulled in my antenna. I wasn't there. And then the guy just went into the other room. And then the wife, and I took a few steps, and the wife, so he, he really believes in Zen. And what he did was, he goes, I just, I just pulled everything in. I wasn't there. And they actually, then this couple actually thought I was gone. Yeah. So this is what he does here. It's like the machine is yelling at him, but he's not giving him anything. He ceases to be. He ceases to be. Oh, wow, yeah. Good connection. And he walks away, and then Burt Reynolds comes. <laughs> so, so Burt Reynolds comes, and this guy has just killed one cop, shot another cop up, and instead of going right after him, he's having a conversation with yeah. Bernie Casey. I mean, he's dying. He's dying. It's his he's, last conversation. He's like, hey, go get him. I will. Hey, Sharky. And he finally just has to get up and leave. It's like, you know what? I got to go. Yeah. I got to go get this guy. He even ends just being like, hey, Sharky, 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 Sharky. you there? And so Sharky and the machine. It's Sharky and the machine. They meet up. He follows the trail of blood. He keeps peeking around every corner. Uh, and I can't remember if there's any lines exchanged between them. Yes, there is. So the machine is standing in a window. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's yeah. breathing like this. Do you think I'm going to live? That's right. 
or die. And Sharky's like, oh, you're going to die. He goes, I don't think so. At least not by you. And he starts to put the gun up to his head. And Sharky just unloads. Yeah, he just unloads. The machine goes flying out the window. You see this, like, lifeless dummy following so, all yeah. these stories. Yeah. So he goes the window. There's an actual stuntman that goes out the window. But then they cut to the dummy for the long shot. And so I was talking about the movie Stick in 1985, how this movie starts almost the same. It almost And Stick ends with the bad guy falling from a great height. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of similarities between this movie. The beginning and the ending, there's a lot of similarities and also, they were both directed by Burt Reynolds. Because that's the end. He falls out the window. End of, end of movie. So, credits. Yeah, it's, uh, no, they go to the, the, the yard, the playground. Dude, I, I, I don't know, because I remember just watching... They go to the where he's pushing Domino on a, on a tire swing. And they're in the playground where the children are playing. I don't remember that. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the credits? It is part of the credits. Okay, that, that's what I was going to say. Because the credits start rolling as soon as he falls out of the window. And so it's a happy ending. So Bert gets his Bert gets to be with the thousand dollar a night hooker. All of his friends are dead. <laughs> and then they he's, start playing the blooper reel. He's lost two. He's lost two fingers. And that was Sharky's machine from 1981. So when I I, I talked to Sean and I said, and if you've listened to the uh, Stroker Ace podcast, you know that Sean and I have done did that one in this podcast back to back. And I said, do you, want to, I want, do you want to watch a really good Burt Reynolds movie or a really bad Burt Reynolds movie? And Sean said, let's watch both. And then when we sat down to record, he's like, which is which? And I'll say, I will let you make that decision. And he gave a pretty favorable review to, to Stroker Ace. He didn't, he didn't love the movie, but he thought there was enough redeeming qualities to watch the movie. Now I'm turning over Sharky's Machine. Sean, take it away. Yeah, as a watch or waste, as I do in my reviews, I give it a watch. Uh, it's definitely not a waste. Uh, but comparing the two movies, watching back to back, Stroke Race had my attention the entire time, whereas this movie became forty-five minutes of let's watch Domino. I could have done without that. Yes, if it, I'm always about editing and shortening. This movie was a two-hour. They could have made that observation scene of Domino, made it into a montage. Yeah. Made it into a montage. That would have gotten... I, but then you wouldn't have gotten that talk about the... They could have sprinkled those in or... or I just ceased to exist. I just ceased to exist. Now they, that we're talking about it, I definitely enjoyed the movie a lot more than I thought I did. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a nice... Uh, one of those like cops investigating who done it stuff. There were some definitely good twists, like finding out that Domino wasn't dead, finding out it was Smiley mm-hmm. overall, and you'd be like, oh, you son of a bitch. And you get ninjas. And you get every, ninjas. Every yeah. movie is better with ninjas. Yeah, Gone with the Wind, better with ninjas. The only thing is... Uh, Saving Private Ryan, better with ninjas. Better with ninjas. <laughs> the only thing, as far as action movies go, there I don't think there was any scaffolding in this movie. There was no scaffolding. There was no car chases in this movie. Oh, yeah, that they too. Get, uh, the, the, he gets run down. He gets run down by a And there was chase. a shootout on a bus, but there was no, there was, uh, no car chases. And this was back when Burt Reynolds... He didn't do all of his stunts in here, but he did quite a few. You, know, you could see him running around, hopping around. So he was up and moving. But it was good. Yeah, I think he's a very uh, good director. I, I like how he, he directs. I like his casualness. Casualness? I don't know if that's a word. How, how casual the conversations are. They yeah. sound like real conversations. Yeah. So we're both going to recommend Sharky's Machine. When it gets to the part where he's spying on Domino, maybe click through that chapter. Well, then you're going to miss the speech with uh, Bernie Casey. So maybe... Uh, fast forward that small price to pay for a good movie early 80s action and um, just little slight racism that's all (laughs) all right sean where can we find you hey y'all you can find everything i do at allmylinks.com slash sean penalver that's going to show you my music who to thunk which is available worldwide on every streaming platform my 80th album is about to come out soon it's called next um, you can find the Art of Ceilings on Instagram, uh, my main website, drawbook.net, all of my podcasts, and uh, what I didn't mention in the last one, 
the treatise that I've been, the philosophical treatise I've been writing for the last three years about life, the universe, and everything. So look for all those things at allmylinks.com slash Sean Penalber. I'm going to have to get all my links. That sounds like a good thing, good it's, thing to it's have. It's free, and it just yeah. links everything you have. All right, that's it. We want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll see everybody here next time on the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. Peace. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. This should help people find the podcast when they're searching. Uh, No matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. Morning. Jesus Christ, what a great looking machine. Okay, who's got what? Come on, put something on the table. Time's getting short. We got our nuts in the door jam, Papa. What the matter looks like. Jeez, put that away. What's the matter with you? What the hell's the matter with you? Hard to come by. Somebody's tracking us because they killed Kitten Holmes. Kit who? Kitten Holmes. He's an informant. He gives me information. Yeah? They killed him. Uh-huh. They didn't shoot him. They kind of just kicked his ass. I mean, they broke him like a stick. They kung fu'd him. Anyway, I found out that our shooter has a bad habit. He's a junkie. Now, a buy went down last month. That puts him in town about the same time the other hook got blown away. No, no. The revolver was shot at close range with a silence 22. Just one shot each. Can I say something now? You shut up. I'd say the same man killed all three. Nobody ever sees him come in or go out. May I speak now? Jesus Christ, speak. Told you he was dumb. Bureau made his print. No shit. Carlos Corelli, alias Carl alias Billy Score. He's 45 years old. He was born in San I don't care. Great reputation. Slave trade. Little girls, they buy them, kidnap them, and then they break them down. Drugs, rape, whatever the hell it takes, and then they sell them. They sell them? Who is they? Ladies and gentlemen, it's their brother, Albert Scarelli. Albert, he's been out of sight for about 15 years, but he got his ass shot. Now she got names. That's all you got. How about a face? Hey, a face. The guy on the left. Where, where, where? Let me see that. I didn't see it. I don't give a fuck. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.